The idea that no one is looking at the model presented by Mayor Rudy Giuliani in New York, which was very simple. If you throw a rock, you're arrested. If you throw a bottle, you're arrested. And all of a sudden, New York was, and it literally was almost overnight, New York became safe. The John McCullough Show, weekday evenings at 6 on The Patriot. He had his own radio show as the Coleman Young era came to a close. He went to Florida to whip up the airwaves during the rise of talk radio. He came back to Detroit, had his own show, a format change, and he didn't have a show. If you like your health care plan, you keep your health care plan. Many ask, where's John? What difference at this point does it make? Well, now he's here to inform, entertain, and often amaze you every weekday with his unique take on the issues. He's John McCullough. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the McCullough Show here on FM 92.7 AM 1400. The Patriot, glad you could join us for the fastest hour in local Detroit talk radio. The program where all lives matter, where there is no political correctness, there are no safe zones for the little snowflakes, and... I am generally a contributor, at least to the trigger word or phrase. And I hope that you'll stick with us as we deplorables try to power through the growing mountains of progressive bilge that we are splattered with on a daily basis, and it's getting worse and worse as each day goes by. However, at this time of year, we are always plagued with or let's just say exposed to questions on the Electoral College. There are people who want it abolished. They accuse voter suppression. Uh, People who have an advantage over another. They, They make all kinds of accusations without really understanding why the Electoral College was established in the first place. I thought it would be informative and perhaps a point of real discussion on the program today if we did just that. First, I want to remind you that the text feature on the WDTK app on your smartphone is up and running. It's very simple to use. If you don't have the app, you should have it. It's a great app and allows you to connect with all of the fine Salem hosts. It also allows you to hear WDTK no matter where you are on the planet, should you choose to do so. And it has the McCullough Minutes. In, uh, in, in, I think we've got them in chronological order now. I'm not completely sure. But it's real simple to get. Just go download the app. Go to the App Store. Search WDTK. When the app pops up, download it. And then open it up. Upper left-hand corner, there's a little insignia up there or whatever, icon. Click on it. The menu drops down. Scroll down. You'll come to text John McCullough. That's me. You can text me. I receive it in real time here in the studio up on my screen. Oftentimes I will respond, sometimes I don't, but it's really a great addition to the show. It gives me a lot of input, and it gives people who normally wouldn't have a chance to call in a a chance to get their two cents in. And when we have guests, it gives you an opportunity to ask questions of the guest via text, uh, and and that works out sometimes much better than uh, trying to call in. I mentioned the Electoral College, and we have an expert at our disposal right now, and and, and we're very pleased to have her with us. She's a retired attorney uh, from Texas. 
She is uh, she's appeared on all kinds of you know the usual suspects as far as TV shows and printed venues are, are concerned. She's a real constitutional scholar. Uh, she's got a libertarian leaning to her. Very interested in American history and especially interested in people who want to dump the electoral college and go for the popular vote. Her name is Tara Ross, and she joins us now. Tara, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me today. Let's go down to the sixth grade, which is the level I like to function at for, for <laughs> at, at some points, and explain the Electoral College, why it was uh, formed, and what the founders had in mind when they did it. Okay, I'll start with the why it was formed. I think the most important thing to know about the Electoral College and our Constitution in general is that the founders were not trying to create a pure democracy. However often you hear it on the, you know, the mainstream media, they, they did not want to create a pure democracy. They had just fought a revolution because they had no representation in parliament, so they did want to be self-governing, okay, but they also knew their history. And they knew that if you create a pure democracy you know, where bare majorities can rule, um, 51% rules the other 49%, they knew that in that kind of a society, even like very large minority groups get trampled, like their their rights can be trampled. So as an illustration, you can imagine in the wake of 9-11 and fear, anger, um, bigotry, it, whatever, 51% could do anything to the other 49%. And the founders knew that that's, that's dangerous and that is not compatible with freedom. So they had a dilemma. How can we be self-governing? How can we, you know, because they thought that was the best way to be. How can we be self-governing, but how can we protect large minority groups? And, of course, they were especially concerned about the small states in contrast to the large states. So they, they solved their problem by creating a constitution that combines, yes, democratic elements, um, but they also have republican elements, small r. They wanted deliberation and compromise in, in their governmental proceedings. They had federalism incorporated into the Constitution. Sometimes we do things at the state level instead of the federal level, or in the case of the Electoral College, state-by-state state voting. So we have an Electoral College that is a safeguard. It, it, is, it allows us to choose our own president, but it also has, um, you know, we do it in an unusual way. <laughs> the idea is that we are going to have a system that protects the small states and other minority groups from being completely trampled in the presidential election process. And so on Election Day, you know, you, you hear all the time, this is not a democratic system, we should throw this away. Well, we have a system that is partly democratic, in, in operation as it works, partly democratic, partly federalist. On Election Day in November, we have 51 purely democratic elections in this country, one in each state and one in the District of Columbia. These are purely democratic elections. And those elections are held to determine which slate of electors will go and represent your state in the um, second phase of the election. Now, the second phase of the election, the media almost never shows it. <laughs> you never see it happen. But this is an election among 538 electors in December. The electors are real people that you have elected. Um, there are different slates of electors, depending upon one for each political party. So I'm from Texas. We have 38 Republicans standing on the sidelines waiting to see if they're going to go and, and represent the state of Texas in, at this Electoral College vote. There are also 38 completely separate people who are Democrats who could also go and fulfill that role. We have 38 people for each of the third-party candidates um, for, for them if they win. So 
So this is the system we have. It's kind of a two-part system. Um, it, it allows us to meet these competing goals of the founders, to be self-governing, but also to have safeguards that ensure that our presidential candidates are taking into account the needs and opinions of a wide variety of voters. Well, correct me if I'm wrong then, Tara. It looks to me as though that the Electoral College system really protects minorities from being trampled on by an over-aggressive uh, majority um, pretty darn well, doesn't it? I mean, I, I think it is one of the most important aspects of our government that goes really unappreciated, or of our Constitution that goes really unappreciated. It's, it's not taught well in schools. Nobody has any idea how it works. Nobody knows why we have it. Um, and as a result, you know, the, the sound bites against it are very easy if, if you don't stop to think about it very hard. And, and they're simple, right? It's undemocratic in the sound bite. And people think, oh, my gosh, that sounds right. Well, you know, it's like anything else. Once you dig into it and start to understand the reasons behind it and how it's working, you realize, you know what, actually it's, it's a pretty creative and wise system. And it has, at many points in our history, brought us together and, and forced presidential candidates to, I mean, if you think about it, this is the one person in our country that is expected to represent the entire nation. There is not another single elected official like that. Our senators aren't like that, our congressmen, governors, only the president. And this, this is a system that makes sure he or she is taking into account a wide variety of opinions. You cannot win the Electoral College if you are focusing only on big cities. You cannot win the Electoral College if you are focusing only on the South. You know, you can't win if you're focusing only on one kind of special interest group. And it's because you have to demonstrate the ability to win many simultaneous victories in many different regions of the country if you want to get past 270 electoral votes. We're talking with Tara Ross, and we're talking about the, uh, the Electoral College and the Constitution in general. She's got a very good book, Enlightened Democracy, The Case for the Electoral College. It's available at all the usual suspects, and we'll put a link to it up on my Facebook page. If you'll make notice of that, uh, Tiffany, I would appreciate it. So in other words, Tara, the argument that really what you could do is get a very rich guy and have him or gal and concentrate on six or seven states and just steal the election that way, that doesn't really fly, does it? No, I mean, in some ways maybe it's easiest just to think about what would the world look like with the Electoral College versus without? You know, without the Electoral College, if you're Hillary Clinton, you go camp out in San Francisco or New York or Los Angeles, and, you, and, there, and there are millions and millions of people in, in those greater metropolitan, I can't talk today, <laughs> areas, and you, you would get as many of them as you can. Um, if you're Donald Trump, you know, maybe you come down to Dallas or Houston and you get as many of those people as you can. Um, and and those kinds of campaigns, I would argue, are very unhealthy for our country. Now, by contrast, to, with the Electoral College, if Hillary Clinton does that, it's a very unproductive way to campaign because you could get 100% of California's votes, and it doesn't make, it doesn't get you anything more than getting 50, you know, 50.1% of their vote. And so, Hillary, to be productive, needs to make an effort to go out and get Iowa voters or, or Ohio or or Virginia, she needs to go to other states, and she needs to make her case in as many different parts of the country as she can. Um, it is, it is just, it is a system that does not reward campaigning in 
in isolated regions or isolated parts of the country. It is a system that forces you, whether you want to or not, to go out and build a coalition that encompasses many more states than that. We're talking with constitutional expert Tara Ross, and she's talking to us from Texas. If you have any questions about the Electoral College or comments, feel free to text me on the text-free web, or you can also give us a call, 800-923-9385. That's 800-923-WDTK. I'm going to take a few calls, if you don't mind, Tara, and then I have some other questions for you. We have uh, a number of listeners who, who want to way in here. Uh, Jim in East Point, you're first on the issue. Do you have a question for Tara? Hi, John. Uh, not not really a question. It's just people don't understand the Electoral College, and without it, you have states like New York and California. They could vote on something nationwide and say everybody in the country has to pay for what we want to do in our states, and they have enough votes that would pass. Everybody else would be paying for everything else. Tara, did you get the uh, the idea yeah, behind this comment? Is, I mean, I think that's right, and I think that's that's the kind of dynamic that the founders were looking at in the Constitutional Convention. There's actually a great quote. It's one of my favorite quotes from this representative from Delaware, and he he's you know they're basically saying. You can trust us. <laughs> it's going to be okay. And he he looks at them and he thunders. And in the notes, it's like in italics, you know, emphasize, I do not trust you, gentlemen. He says, if you have the power, the abuse of it could not be checked. And and he was talking to the large states and saying, if I give you the power to do this to me, eventually somebody's going to do it. You know, I'm not. I, we we have to have protections for the small states. We have to have protections for minority groups in this in this country. Now that doesn't mean that the minority rules us, you know, I mean, Rhode Island and Wyoming aren't dictating to California what to do, but our system has a very nice balance. There are several things that protect the small states. You know, one is the Senate with its one state, one vote representation in contrast to the House, which is much more population-based. Rural college is very, it's very similar to that. Um, we are, your number of electors are based partly on your population, but also everybody has two electors just by virtue of existing as a state. <laughs> so if you, and I always, I can never quite remember this number. It's in my book. But if, if, if you look at the California versus Wyoming number, like California's population is something like 68 times the number of Wyoming residents. But if you look at the electors, it's only something like 18 times the number of Wyoming residents. So is California, does California still have more of a say? Yeah, but, you know, there's a buffer, and it's a, it's a little bit mitigated. And so that is just enough, it, it, it is at least hoped, to give the small states a, a little bit of a leg up so that they're not totally tyrannized in the process. Would it take a constitutional amendment to uh, change the system? Yes, it would. Um, you know, there, there are certain aspects of it that the states are totally in control of right now, um, and that's not dictated by the Constitution. For instance, a state legislature can appoint its electors however it wants to. I mean, if, if they decided, yeah, tomorrow we're going to change it so that you're not voting anymore, they could do that. They haven't done that in a really long time. Um, like the early 1800s is really the last time that was normal at all. But, um, but there's so I, I just mentioned that because there are some things that can't, don't require an amendment, but the basic structure of the system as it is today, you can't change it without a constitutional amendment. I have a question that's totally unrelated to this, and then I'm going to let you go. Um, one of the things that frustrates me so much about our system, you, you mentioned we only have one 
person in the country who is elected to represent all of the people of the country. The fact that we have only two senators in the state of Michigan is frustrating to me. Two senators in the state of Ohio, et cetera, et cetera. And these people, I think, and I may be wrong on this, I may be off on my history, I think they started the march toward lack of representing the voters. Uh, and, and, and we see it all the time. Senators and congressmen both make promises to get elected. They go to Washington. They do exactly the opposite of what they said they were going to do. And for some reason, in the time between they do that and the next election, the people forget about it. Uh, is there some way to get the people better represented, or do, are we doing about as well as we can and, and remain a republic? Well, the, the purpose of the Senate has really changed over time, and I would argue in negative ways. The, the, the House of Representatives was supposed to be the representative for the people themselves. Um, it, it's, it was meant to be a much more purely democratic, small-D party, um, more populist. The, the Senate was intended to be a representative for the states themselves, uh, and so the state governments in the states as entities. And, and that changed with the 17th Amendment. It used to be that state legislatures would directly appoint states, or the United States senators, and there was no election. There, there just wasn't. And so people thought, oh, this is undemocratic, we should change it. And so then they did with the 17th Amendment. But what I would argue is that that was a negative thing. Even though it sounds good, it was negative. And the reason is now the state governments have no voice in our federal government. But our state governments are an important part of our federalist system. Um, so as a, an example of a negative ramification, right now, you know, your United States senator can go up to Congress and vote for any unfunded state mandate that he wants to or she wants to without suffering any ramifications for that. Now, in the past, before the 17th Amendment, if a United States senator had done that, they wouldn't have done that. And the reason is they would have had to go home to their state legislator and say, oh, yeah, I just gave you an impossible task, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so then the state legislator, like, they're not going to reelect that guy, right, So or girl. So it's, it was a buffer. It was a protection for the state governments as entities and in a federalist system where we give some power to the federal government and some power to the state government, I would argue that that was actually a, a really good thing. Um, you know, repealing the 17th Amendment would be colossally hard, but I, 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 I think it was, it was a mistake to pass it in the first place. I agree with you. Um, we, we agree wholeheartedly on that, and there's a whole bunch of other examples that I could point out. I really want to thank you for your time. You're on my list now. I'm going to call on you again before the election, and I hope you don't call mind me. us doing that. And as I said, her book, Enlightened Democracy, The Case for the Electoral College, will be posted at the uh, Facebook site, facebook.com slash thepatriotdetroit, and uh, we'll, we'll get you in touch with that. We'll also put Tara's website up there, too. Tara Ross, thanks again for joining us. You're very informative, and I really appreciate it, and we'll talk again. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Well, we're going to continue this discussion that we've started, and we'll also do some discussion of a few other things that are on my mind, including the real serious thing that Hillary Clinton said in her uh, talking about the, uh, the kinds of people that we are, the basket of deplorables. Nobody seems to be paying much attention to her statement of the fact that we are irredeemable. That was the inexcusable thing, in my opinion, that she said, and we will be talking about that. And taking your calls and texts, 800-923-9385. That's 800-923-WDTK. 
as we continue here on FM 92.7 AM 1400, The Patriot. Dr. Richard Klein at the Michigan Head and Neck Institute, the certified, actually the specially educated neuromuscular dentist, I hope I can talk my way through this, uh, <laughs> who specializes, no, who doesn't specialize, who does TMJ and sleep apnea disorders at the Michigan Head and Neck Institute, amazed me when he started talking about TMJ and sleep apnea, especially TMJ when he said, told me the number of symptoms that can be caused by TMJ. That little muscle in your jaw, oddly enough, is connected to another muscle, it's connected to another muscle, it's connected to nerves, other muscles and so forth, and you can wind up with a pain in the middle of your back because there's something wrong TMJ-wise. There's all kinds of things in TMJ and sleep apnea that don't surface immediately, and there are things that need to be taken care of immediately if you want to get rid of the pain that you're in. Go to TMJMichigan.com. That's TMJMichigan.com. There you'll see the symptoms of both TMJ and sleep apnea listed. If you've got a match, something that's been bothering you, all the information to contact Dr. Klein is right there at TMJMichigan.com. That's to get a hold of Dr. Richard Klein at the Michigan Head Neck Institute. Please tell him John McCullough sent you. Now, on-time traffic and weather on the Patriot. Lots of heavy traffic out there this afternoon. Stop and go along 696 westbound between Northwestern and the split. Continued construction, 75 northbound between Crooks Road and Square Lake Road. Traffic stop and go. All throughout that area, it is a traffic shift, and traffic is backed up from Waddles headed into the construction zone. Stop and go traffic on 75 southbound between University and Square Lake Road headed into construction there. The right lane is blocked on the lodge. This is southbound after 10 mile and this is because of a earlier vehicle fire. The right lane continues to be blocked by emergency crews. Here's your weather forecast from the Cushpaint Weather Center. Partly cloudy skies tonight and a low of 56. Tomorrow mostly sunny and a high of 73. Friday increasing clouds high 76. Right now it's mostly cloudy and 69 degrees. John McCullough continues. I'm Lisa Kelly on the Patriot. FM 92.7 and AM 1400. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call Select Quote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10 year, $500,000 policy for under $28 a month. I'm Select Quote Agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-514-9771. That's 1-800-514-9771. 1-800-514-9771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors not available in all states. The John McCullough Show is brought to you in part by the Cruise Hearing Experience. FM 92.7 AM 1400, The Patriot. Kevin and Milford, I hope your question was answered. Yes, it would take a constitutional amendment and ratification of three-fifths of the states, or three-fourths of the states, uh, to change the Electoral College because it is a constitutional amendment. And to amend the Constitution, that's what you have to do. And I'm sorry, I, didn't, I did ask the question, but I asked it before I read your 
text, and I just wanted to make sure that you got the answer to that question. Our telephone number, 800-923-9385. That's 800-923-WDTK. There's so much going on the campaign and the election front. I'm just going to kind of leave it wide open, except to say that uh, somebody needs to tell Hillary Clinton or her speechwriters that there is only one entity that can declare somebody irredeemable. And uh, to, to make those remarks in church, I'm surprised she wasn't challenged. But then again, that's Hillary. So I guess I'm not surprised. Here's Ray and Warren on the Patriot. Hi, Ray. Go ahead. Good evening, John. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Yes, I uh, do have to agree, having to do with the Electoral College, uh, that it is a fundamental aspect of our government. It's a constitutionally limited uh, representational republic, and it's the last step. Uh, well, no, it's the semifinal step uh, before the Joint Congress uh, where they actually tally the votes uh, that have to be actually certified. Now, the framers, they actually set the constitutional um, or the electoral college for the perspective of, among other things, primarily they were afraid of demagogues. And a demagogue uh, is a populist uh, uh, leader of a mob democracy. And uh, the common people would be whipped into a frenzy and rational thought and discussion about uh, uh, serious conflict uh, issues uh, would be, it was, in other words, it would be pu- purely an emotional uh, result to an election without rational thought, you know, what happens next and so on and so forth. So the Electoral College is fundamental to prevent demagoguery from becoming, as you have described, the one person that represents the entire United States. Every time they talk about abolishing the electoral college this has happened for decades now they talk about it for a little while and it withers and dies it goes away once people look into it yeah as it should yeah as it should absolutely correct Uh, and it's so now uh, second of which is the issue having to do with the 17th amendment um and on the surface it does look like that may be a bad idea however if you look into the history of the senate elections you start with uh, 1890 uh, there's a movie that was made called Heaven's Gate, and it's based on the historical, um, what's called the Johnson County War, that can be found on Wikipedia. People should look into that <clears throat> and find out what that is. And boy, I tell you what, because from from 1890 to the time when they passed the 17th Amendment, the reason why it was passed was because the state legislature and the state government, including the governorship and the whole nine yards, uh, became absolutely and utterly corrupt, as is exemplified in that whole Johnson County War thing, and which was uh, popularized in that movie, Heaven's Gate. It's because all 50 states were absolutely and totally corrupt, having to do with the election of, uh, or the appointment of senators, that it became, that that was the only solution that they could come up with. And they said, we got to throw this to the people. So... That's all I can say about that. Well, Ray, I really appreciate your pointing it out, and, I, and I'm and i glad you headed me in that direction. I'm sure you headed some of the uh, members of the audience in that direction. For that, we appreciate it. Don't be a stranger, and thank you very much for the call. Uh, Rob in Livonia, you're next on The Patriot. Go ahead. Thanks for taking my call, and uh, thanks Ray, to Ray for uh, making that comment. But I, I have uh, something to say in regards to that. I used to be a person that, I didn't pay attention to the 17th Amendment, and I didn't pay attention to the Electoral, to electoral College as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I came to realize it was a necessary part of the machine that the founders had put together. The problem I have about with the 17th Amendment is that 
you know, we in Michigan, people might dispute this, but uh, at least one author has suggested both our senators are democratic socialists. Um, we, because of the way we elect the Senate, we now have less ability to influence who goes there. From my perspective, if we had senators selected by the state legislators, we have fewer people that we have to approach when we see a problem with somebody who supposedly represents us. The other aspect of the Senate as well is, and I think you're, you had a great uh, interview, a really good one, I really appreciate that, was that when we had the Senate you know, selected by our state legislators, those people represented the state itself as a separate entity, whereas the House represented the, the, the people of the state. Absolutely, and that that's what makes it, and, and what our last caller pointed out, the, the danger of it is when the state governments and the governors become so totally corrupt that you know, things don't move, um, th- then it, that state appointment of the senators can be problematic. So somewhere there's got to be a balance created, uh, and, and, and I think eventually we'll come up with it. I think the 17th Amendment was a knee-jerk reaction. I'd hate to see another one to correct it because it would probably have the same, um, you know, the same bag of worms in a, in a different direction than, than the one now. But so clearly something has to be done. These two senators, as far as I'm concerned, that we have from Michigan are worthless, uh, have been since I've been in Michigan. And uh, they have as much interest in what the people of Michigan want and think uh, as, uh, you know, Rudy Kazuti. And I just, I don't, I think we have to make some changes with it. I'm just not sure which way we'll go. Rob, I appreciate your call very much. Thanks for being with us. Our telephone number, 800-923-9385. That's 800-923-WDTK. You uh, deplorables out there, has anybody really thought about it from the standpoint of this is something that she really believes that and, and and a lot of her people are starting to kind of spout it too that if you are voting for Donald Trump or if you're not voting for Hillary there's something wrong with you you're a deplorable you're a a, a thing I I still haven't quite gotten over it here on FM 92.7 AM 1400 the Patriot I guess the band fell off a cliff in any case, <laughs> Felix Cruz, it was interesting today. I, I got to share this little story with you. And Felix, uh, you know, the, hearing aids, hearing assistance has batteries that you use. Felix pointed this out to me, gave me a few little secrets on how to extend the life of the batteries. But eventually, if you're using the battery rather than the rechargeable, and there's a reason that I do that, um, Eventually, the batteries run out, and or but they give you plenty of time. They signal you. They talk to you. So you've got you know a good five ten minutes after you get your first signal before the battery finally just completely goes out. I actually pulled off the road today to it today on the way to an appointment, and in three minutes, two of which was waiting for the battery to, to do what it does when you unwrap it, uh, I was back on the road. And I'd always wondered, you know, what's going to happen when that happens? So now I've managed to do the the battery-changing operation, which a lot of people look at as a real detriment to hearing uh, correction. 
I managed to do it in church, on the road, and in a couple of other places that I'll remain, uh, you know, as a surprise for the next time. But it's really amazing how used you get to hearing. And when it stops, or when it when your correction uh, ceases, it's just such an incredible difference. And that's the way I was all the time. And I was like in a cloud. And I just want to thank publicly Felix and Joshua Cruz and their whole family of people at, at Cruz Hearing for welcoming me into a new world, a world where I can actually hear. And by the way, very few people know I have them. I just don't have any problem telling you all that I do because it doesn't bother me. Now, some people are bothered, and uh, if you are, uh, there's plenty of cosmetic consideration that they can make in correcting your hearing. But, you know, the first step is the hardest. It's a really tough thing to do, but give them a call. They have offices in Taylor and in Farmington Hills, and you can reach both locations, 877-456-2789. That's 877-456-2789 or 877-456-CRUISE. And uh, when you do get a hold of them, please let them know John McCullough sent you. Now, on-time traffic, news, and weather on The Patriot. Good evening. It's 70 degrees. Coming up in Patriot News, a man accused of rape and torture faces arraignment. That story coming up in a moment. But first, let's take a look at the roadways. 30-minute delays over at the Ambassador Bridge northbound between Canada and the U.S. side. Same story over on the southbound side between the U.S. and Canada. We do have construction along 75 northbound between Crooks and Square Lake Road. Look for heavy traffic throughout that area as a result of a traffic lane shift. Here's weather forecast from the Cushpaint Weather Center. Partly cloudy skies tonight, low 56. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, high 73. Right now, we have fair skies, and it is 70 degrees. From the townhall.com newsroom, Detroit police say a 49-year-old man is expected to be arraigned today for the torture and rape of a woman over the weekend. Alex Moore was arrested Sunday night near 14th Street and Highland after he allegedly held the woman against her will for two days. Investigators say the woman went inside the home with Moore and was not restrained but sexually assaulted and beaten. The victim was able to break a window after Moore left and residents living nearby called 911 for help. Profits for Ford Motor Company are expected to decline in 2017 as the company invests in new technologies. Among those is autonomous vehicle technology that Ford believes will result in 20% sales by the year of 2030. Ford officials say they have the opportunity to earn a good portion of the nearly $4 trillion in new mobility services like car sharing and ride hailing. The automaker purchased the shuttle service chariot based in San Francisco last week with plans to expand. Traffic and weather updates four times an hour in news, always online at Newstalk1400.us. Tonight at 7, it's Winters on Wednesday with Wayne State football coach Paul Winters right here on The Patriot, FM 92.7 and AM 1400. I'm going to do something about my pillow tonight that I don't usually do. I'm going to give out the phone number because there is a special number uh, for WDTK, and I'm going to give it out. So if you want that number, if you're not computer accessible, then uh, get your pencil and paper out, and I'm going to give that number out. I'm not going to tell you all about my pillow. There really isn't any point. If you're a media person, if you listen to media, if you watch media, you know that this is a, a, a really... A, a giant leap forward in sleep technology, and that's exactly what it is. So to go into all of it is 
um, is, is unproductive. I'm, I'm going to tell you that there's a money-back guarantee. In other words, it's riskless to try it. You can sleep on it for a couple of months, and if you don't like it, you'll get your money back with no questions asked. But you will like it. I'm almost positive of that. It's changed the way I sleep. MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WDTK. You get two MyPillows for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WDTK, two MyPillows for the price of one. Here comes the phone number, and this is a special one, but be sure you use the promo code WDTK when you call also. 800-391-0876. That's MyPillow at 800-391-0876, and start sleeping the way nature intended. The John McCullough Show is brought to you in part by the Oakwood Financial Network, where Roman Baczynski is a certified financial planner. Was he bothering you in there? All right, he's banned from the studio. No more interference from the peanut gallery while we're on the air. <clears throat> little behind-the-scenes uh, inside baseball stuff there for you folks. 800-923-9385, that's 800-923-WDTK. Roy and Highland writes, one of the most frustrating things about our U.S. senators and U.S. representatives is accessibility. I literally cannot get a response or any attention on any issue through our senators. They literally cannot be contacted outside of an election year. Boy, do we need to do something about that. I know you senators have a big job, and you've got all these millions of people that you're representing. Figure it out. Figure out a way to defend your positions to the individual voters who want to talk to you. That's only fair. Can anybody come up with a suggestion on that? That's what happens when you represent three million people. That's too many. Seven hundred's too many. But that's our system, and we've done pretty well so far. Uh, Rosemary and Sterling Heights, you're next on The Patriot. Go ahead. Hi. Hi. Thank you for taking my phone call. Certainly. I have two questions that I would like to discuss. First of all, do you remember when Hillary Clinton objected to the, uh, the college, the electoral college? This was when, uh, I'm trying to think, just before Bush was elected? Yes, and she was, she wanted to get rid of the Electoral College. I just wondered if anybody remembers that. And oh, the I do. Question, <laughs> well, I would like people to remember that she did, she didn't she wanted to change things too. That would be the and progressive dream. Was, the progressive dream would be to get rid of the Electoral College. And my second question is: this third party candidate that's running, who is funding him? He seems to have lots of money. And I have heard a lot of advertising, and I just want to know if it's the anti-Trump crowd or George Soros or who is giving him all the money. I don't know the answer to that question. I imagine it's a, a, a very sinister combination of both. Um, but as it turns out, when Gary Johnson loses ground, Trump gains ground, but... When Gary Johnson gains ground, Hillary Clinton loses ground. Now, you go figure that one out. I can't figure that it out. That doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't. Um, oh. But it's happening. And just go back and take a look at the statistics and, and watch the polls. 
that is happening. Hopefully, Gary Johnson will do the honorable thing and drop out of the race. Um, th- this this election is too important. This Supreme Court is too important to mess around with it with, oh, I'm going to vote on principle. Well, yeah, but this isn't the time to do that. We We should all concentrate now on saving the republic. And the only way we're going to save the republic... Uh, that's right. I just got a, uh, a text in. It's the Koch brothers that are founder, funding him. Because the Koch they're brothers? the Koch brothers. They're normally good Republican donors and, you know, good Republican uh, guys. Uh, they don't like Donald Trump. And I, I had so forgotten that. They're being that. influenced by the Bushes and the. Yeah, that means. These. Yeah, all that. Uh, and thanks for the call, Rosemary. Yeah, th- this is too important to be uh, playing around with this. Uh, don't vote on principle and, and don't stay home on principle. Come out and vote and let's get this thing settled because this is what this is. It's a do or die election. That Supreme Court will change the face of this country for the next 40 years, 50 years, maybe even more, maybe yeah, forever. And it's uh, it's something we have to keep in the back of our minds all the time. It's just vitally important. Robin Romulus, you're next on The Patriot. Go ahead. Hey, John, you sure you want to talk to me because I'm deplorable? I'm in my basket right now. Well, I'm in my basket, and I'm deplorable, too. So we have two deplorables talking to each other, so at least it's uh, not contagious between the two of us. Well, that should work. Hey, a couple quick comments. I'd like your comment on more on one than the other, but you did mention, I think you asked a question before you went to break. Does Hillary comprehend or know what she's saying about deplorables and irredeemable? you got to remember, this is a woman that, has to be escorted into the side and a whole store closed down for her to shop. I mean, she's never walked since the last time she walked through a Walmart. And uh, she's so far removed from anybody that's not in such a high class, not just higher class, a very high class of what she considers the perfect individuals to be around. And uh, uh, that's that. But, but back to the Electoral College, I'd like your comments on what do you think about to run for Senate or Congress? You first have to attend, let's say Hillsdale College puts on a constitutional educational two-week course for anybody that wants to run for the Senate, but where you understand the Constitution and you sign that you've taken the course, you have to pass the course. Because we've got idiots in the Senate. I mean, there was a guy, uh, one of the congressmen from Georgia recently, uh, wasn't he the one that said something about he, if too many people went to one side of Guam, it would flip over? Yeah. We've just got idiots up there now. Yeah, no, and, you're, I like your idea there, and, uh, and and there's some merit to that. And there, there, I don't know that Hillsdale College would be the place to do it. I don't want to see the beautiful campus uh, disrupted by a bunch of politicos running around up there. Maybe they could do an online course on it and make sure they pass that. But um, I, I do appreciate the call, Rob. I like the idea. And you do remind me of something else that I wanted to point out. I want to make very sure that everybody in the audience is aware of this. And Mike and Jay, you hang on. You're coming up next. I promise you. This remark about the basket of deplorables and the irretrievables, that was the second time she said that. That was the second delivery of that speech that we've been talking about. That speech was vetted and deemed to be okay by the highest powers that be in the Democrat National Committee. And that's not just one person. That's a whole committee vetted that speech. 
That's what the progressives and the DNC think of the rest of you. That you're a bunch of deplorables. And they went over that word and over that word and over that word. And they said, that's the word we want. So it wasn't a slip of the tongue. That's the way they feel. Remember that when you go to the polls. 800-923-9385. That's 800-923-WDTK. More of your calls coming up as we continue here on FM 92.7 AM 1400. The Patriot. Roman Baczynski, founder and president of Oakwood Financial Network. Excuse me, Oakwood Financial Network and also a certified financial planner. Considers this season to be pretty special. You know, Labor Day's over with. The summer's over. uh, We've had our fun. Now it's time to get serious because it's moving into what he calls the tax season or the tax planning season. Because now is the time that you can take a look at what you're doing savings-wise, investment-wise, your your whole retirement package. Take a look at it and get serious about having a positive outcome for year-end. Once December 31st comes along, there's precious little you can do about it. But you can if you do it sooner. If you have not had Roman Baczynski take a look at what you're doing, now's the time to get serious about it. Give his office a call and get in there for that very, very valuable one-hour consultation with him. There is no obligation. There's obviously no cost. There's no expectation that you'll be cli- uh, be uh, become a client. And it's time now to get in to see him because now that September is just about, I think there's maybe one or two openings left, but we're moving into scheduling appointments in October now. So start thinking a little bit more seriously about doing your planning and start thinking a little more seriously about getting that second opinion that can be just so important. Give them a call, 248-312-7217. That's 248-312-7217 for Roman Baczynski at Oakwood Financial Network. Now, on-time traffic and weather on the Patriot. Lots of heavy traffic out there this evening. You're going to find it pretty slow on 696 westbound between Orchard Lake Road and the Split. And we also have delays of 30 minutes at the Ambassador Bridge, northbound and southbound, and over at the Blue Water Bridge as well, eastbound and westbound. We have an accident off on the shoulder, 696 eastbound after Hoover. We also have construction along 75. You're going to find this northbound, and it's between Crooks and Square Lake Road. Look for heavy traffic on the approach to that construction zone. Here's your weather forecast from the Cush Paint Weather Center. Partly cloudy skies tonight and a low of 56. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, high 73. Friday, increasing clouds, high 76. Right now, we have fair skies, and it's 70 degrees. Make News Talk 1400.us your homepage. For news, traffic, and weather, John McCullough continues. I'm Lisa Kelly on The Patriot, FM 92.7 and AM 1400. Hi, I'm Andrea Unger, and I'm pleased to serve again as principal at St. Matthew Lutheran School in Westland, where our children get a safe, friendly, quality Christian education from preschool to eighth grade. And let's hear from one of our students, Sarah Kuhn, to get her experiences at St. Matthew. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I love St. Matthew so much because I love the after-school activities because there are so many options and they're so fun. For example, I do robotics and volleyball. I do track and it's very fun. 
classes are not boring like they can be in some schools. I would tell parents that it is a very good idea to send their kids to St. Matthew because the Christian atmosphere is amazing and your relationship with God definitely matures and grows while you're at St. Matthew. To find more information about St. Matthew, go to stmatthew.info or call us at 734-425-0261. The John McCullough Show is brought to you in part by Dr. Richard Klein at the Michigan Head and Neck Institute. Here's Jay and Wyandotte on the McCullough Show. Hi, Jay, go ahead. Hi, Mr. McCullough. I just wanted to call and say thank you for having that uh lady on about the electoral college um from what i remember in school i'm 34 years old kind of it sucks that i'm kind of in that millennial category but i'm also deplorable so i know i'm not alone <laughs> you know they're and, keeping uh, that they're keeping that narrative going too uh, yeah it, it's disgusting i know i don't have to tell you about it but from what I can remember about the Electoral College while I was in school was, you know, it was founded because in the beginning, you know, it's like, oh, no, you know, nobody really knew who these candidates were and, you know, somebody that knew wiser. And then I was also in the basket of thinking, well, maybe it's outdated and, you know, it overrides the popular vote. And I'm glad that I've got a better understanding of it now and a little more research to do on it. Well, I'm glad that and, you uh, were able to use the information, and, and that's why I did it. And uh, we may even do something similar again uh, as we get down to uh, the explanation of the Supreme Court and, and why this election is so important. Jay, I really appreciate the call. I wish I had more time for you. I don't. I'm up against the clock. Here's Mike in Detroit. Mike, we got to be quick, but you're welcome to the show. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. You know, just a couple, I don't know if you're aware of this, but a couple of days ago, um, you know, 10% of the fishing grounds around the Hawaiian Islands were, were designated wildlife areas. He increased that by 50%. So now 60% of uh, the fishing grounds around Hawaii are off limits to commercial or sports fishermen. I mean, these are Hawaiians who lived there for thousands of years. I mean, this guy's demented, you know. He's going to, uh, there's a lot of that he's done. He now owns 60% of the state of Illinois, the federal government does. Donald Trump has his eye on that, believe me. Private enterprise is going to be taken over, and we're going to go back to some freedoms in this country if the guy gets in. Otherwise, it's it's all she wrote. It's strictly going to be uh, federal government uh, deciding who you, uh, you know, it's going to decide everything for you. And if that's what you want, then you go that direction. But they quietly do this stuff, and that's what makes it so sneaky, Mike. Thank you for getting it out in the open. Maybe we'll even do a whole program on it. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some urgent news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from PBS host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we're about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-422-3838 now to get your personalized copy rushed to you today. Do you want to avoid mistakes baby boomers and seniors can make when they buy annuities? Those mistakes now could be costly later to you and your family. 
Call 800-422-3838. That's 800-422-3838. Employees of J.D. Melberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. It used to be that if you bought windows, you expected them to last. Now, in under 10 years, most of them end up in the dump. But why? Because most manufacturers have forgotten the dedication to quality that made this country great. But not WeatherGuard. At WeatherGuard, our windows are Michigan-made for Michigan weather. Carrying on the Metro Detroit tradition of innovative manufacturing and haven't forgotten about style and convenience. Offering a variety of financing options and features that give you the look of real wood with the benefits of our cutting-edge synthetics. Because of that dedication to innovation, we comfortably guarantee them with a one-page lifetime warranty that ensures when you buy a WeatherGuard window, you're buying it for life. Visit WeatherGuard.com or call 1-800-377-8886 to get a free estimate and learn how the Patriot listeners can get $500 off the price of their windows. WeatherGuard Windows, we protect your home. Oops, we're going to be on remote broadcast tomorrow uh, out at Woodside Bible Church, the Matthew West concert. There's still a few tickets left. If you'd like to show up, you can get them at the door. Our broadcast will start promptly at 6 o'clock. And then don't forget, if you thought popcorn and politics was fun, you're really going to enjoy our debate coverage. Debate night in America, Clinton versus Trump, on Monday, December, pardon me, September 26th. That's Monday the 26th at the Imagine Theater in Royal Oak. All you do is go to Newstalk 1400. I helped somebody do it today. It took a minute and a half. Go to Newstalk1400.us, click on the banner for tickets. We'll print out an e-ticket for you or two, and you're off to the races. Our remote broadcast will begin a little earlier than usual, and we will uh, we'll have a good time, and then we'll watch the debates together, and uh, we'll have some comments. But it's really fun to do it in that atmosphere with other deplorables sitting all around you, and it makes it kind of fun. Thanks to Tiffany Little for engineering and call screening tonight. Steve Dealey is our producer of the program. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for texting, and thank you for calling, and all the other wonderful things you do. It's been a great Wednesday. Hope it was for you, too. I'm John McCullough. Till we talk again tomorrow afternoon at 6, please have as good a night as you can. The John McCullough Show is sponsored in part by certified financial planner Roman Bachinski from Oakwood Financial Network. And Dr. Richard Klein of Michigan Head and Neck. And the Cruise Hearing Center. The John McCullough Show on the Patriot FM 92.7 and AM 1400. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Whatever happens in these last weeks of the presidential election, one thing is certain. There is a vacant seat on the Supreme Court. And if Hillary Clinton wins the election, she will appoint a so-called living constitution majority maker. Five years ago, liberal justice Stephen Breyer told me that his greatest regret is failing to make the Supreme Court the umpire of congressional district line drawing. If a second President Clinton makes the next Supreme Court appointment, or the next two or three, the impact on congressional line drawing will be massive and will arrive by 2022. The GOP can expect rulings from the Supreme Court that will place the party of Lincoln in permanent minority status. Justice Breyer is a brilliant man, and he would reverse his biggest regret. Anticipate rulings on the redistricting plans drawn up in the aftermath of the 2020 census that magically always favor Democratic candidates. It is from the redistricting cases that the permanent hard-left lurch of the country will come. I'm Hugh Hewitt.